3: This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. Today is August 17th, 2019. The day was August 17th, 1887. Marcus Mosiah Garvey was born in St. Anne's Bay, Jamaica. Garvey was an orator, journalist, and activist who was a proponent of Black nationalism, Pan-Africanism, and segregation. Garvey was the youngest of 11 children. His dad was a stonemason, and his mother was a servant. As a child, Garvey developed a love for books. He went to school in Jamaica until he was 14 years old, when he left school and eventually moved to Kingston. He became a printer's apprentice, and he also developed speaking, debate, and journalistic skills. While working in Kingston, he became a trade unionist and took part in a printer strike. The strike was unsuccessful, but Garvey became increasingly interested in activism and politics. In the early 1910s, many Jamaican people facing financial hardship were heading to Central and South America for work. Garvey was one of them. In Costa Rica, he wrote about the poor conditions that Black workers were facing. In 1912, after returning to Jamaica briefly, he moved to London. There, he studied law and philosophy at the University of London's Birkbeck College. He also met with Black intellectuals and laborers who described the treatment they faced under colonial rule. And he worked for the Pan-African and Pan-Asian journal called African Times and Orient Review. Booker T. Washington's autobiography, Up From Slavery, influenced his growing racial awareness and his work on race issues. Garvey went back to Jamaica in 1914 with new views on Africa, race, and European colonization. On August 1st of that year, he founded the Universal Negro Improvement and Conservation Association and African Communities League, or the UNIA. The UNIA's motto was one God, one aim, one destiny. Garvey wanted to build an agricultural and industrial training school modeled after Booker T. Washington's Tuskegee Institute, but he was not getting the support he needed in Jamaica. So, he turned to the United States to get the money and backing he desired. By the time Garvey got to New York in 1916, Booker T. Washington had died. Harlem wasn't that receptive of Garvey's speeches in the beginning, but while he initially had a reformist outlook and advocated for racial accommodation, once he got to America, he became more revolutionary. The time was characterized by Black migration, segregation, and racial violence. Through Garvey's speeches and the UNIA's publication called Negro World, the organization's message of private business and industry spread. As he toured the U.S. giving lectures, he urged Black people to be proud of their race and to return to Africa. The UNIA grew rapidly, appealing to Black people who were tired of colonial rule and racial dispossession. He established the Negro Factories Corporation and the Black Star Line, a shipping company. He also launched restaurants, grocery stores, a publishing house, a millinery, laundries, and a hotel. Garvey sought to build a nation state in Africa for certain African-Americans. Black people migrating north from the south, as well as Black veterans, made up a lot of Garvey's audience. At the 1920 UNIA convention, Garvey issued the Declaration of Rights of the Negro Peoples of the World, which contained a Bill of Rights, declared Black equality, and had resolutions on creating independent legal and educational systems. But as the UNIA and Garvey became more popular worldwide— many people opposed them, including W.E.B. Du Bois, A. Philip Randolph, and J. Edgar Hoover and the Bureau of Investigation. Socialist and communist conspiracies were being tossed around, Garvey's radicalism was worrisome to many, and Garvey was a segregationist who met with the Ku Klux Klan as they shared views on the issue of racial separation. Because of debt and mismanagement, the Black Star Line went bankrupt. And in 1922, Garvey was convicted of mail fraud and sentenced to five years in prison. President Calvin Coolidge commuted his sentence under the terms that Garvey would be deported. He returned to Jamaica, picking back up with his UNIA efforts and getting involved in local politics. His movement continued in the United States, but the organization struggled to gain ground in Jamaica, and branches in the U.S. began to break apart. In 1935, Garvey moved to London, and he continued to write and travel to conventions. He also established the School of African Philosophy in Toronto, but he could not find the success he did in the U.S. He died in London in 1940 from complications of stroke, never having been to Africa. Though his legacy is controversial for his advocacy of separatism and Black nationalism, Garvey is also celebrated for his focus on Black freedom and pride. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at T-D-I-H-C Podcast. Come back tomorrow for another tidbit from history. For more podcasts from
2: iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia
3: movement that inspires call 800-334-KEY for details always dive safely sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only quantities are limited must take delivery by 7824
0: hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher back with another season of the global number one podcast the girlfriends last time we investigated the murder of gail katz this time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Keebi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast.
0: We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're
1: dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
0: Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And
1: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots